A very good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to extend uh, gratitude and thanks to the Institute of Policy Studies for inviting all of us here and for conducting this forum today. As possibly one of the youngest candidates in this recent elections, I think I'm more than well qualified to speak on uh, what youth, what young Singaporeans want these days for the political landscape and for society. But uh, before that, I think I'd just like to talk a bit about my experiences and how it was like for me as a young Singaporean growing up, as well as my thoughts, because I believe that this is reflective of how young Singaporeans feel as a whole. When I was much younger, and um, I didn't really take an interest in politics yet, I remember sitting through every general election and my parents would always come in triumphantly after um, you know, going to the polls saying that they had voted for the opposition. And the thing was, they didn't, sometimes they didn't even know who the opposition candidates were in their constituency. So it got me thinking, you know, what's so bad about the PAP? I think at that point, I hadn't really formed an opinion. Uh, firstly, because uh, generally I was quite happy. I think we were living in a middle-class environment. Uh, we got by quite comfortably. And, you know, as my grandmother will always say, at least you are not starving like the kids in Utopia, which I think is quite an extreme comparison to make. But, you know, that was really what, you know, kept me comfortable as a citizen. But I think what was the most, uh, what was the most glaring thing and what was the most perhaps dangerous thought that I constantly had was that someone would take care of me, that I wouldn't ever need to lift a finger because no matter what, the incumbent will always renew itself, there will always be new leaders, and there will always be new people to take over and you know, help me make sure that this country is running in the proper order that it's supposed to be. I think as I stand before all of you today, we have just gone through a general election and we now see that this is not the case and that really there is a need for all Singaporeans, whether we are young or old, to take ownership and to really invest our time and our love for this country to ensure that we do not fall behind, that we do not leave this country in the hands of other people or in the hands of something that is out of our control. The thing is that with this recent GE, a lot of people felt that it was, you know, to quote an overused word, watershed, because they felt that it was the first time that uh, there were so many Singaporeans who were just standing up to say what they felt, and you know, people were thinking that finally there is a climate of fear that is being lifted. But some people also felt that it was a very polarizing time for Singaporeans, where suddenly you see that there are a lot of uh, people who are resorting to personal attacks, resorting to very extreme arguments to get their point across. But I think that this is just the start of a country that has been shielded for so long from truly democratic discourse. Some people have also said that social media is the catalyst, that social media is really the reason why the votes might have swung. But I like to, um, I, I agree with that to some extent, but I think that for it to be the principal catalyst is really giving it too much credit. 
Now, what social media served to achieve this time round was that it amplified human truths that Singaporeans and people in general have been seeking for the longest time. This means that beyond Twitter, beyond Facebook, beyond all these alternative platforms, what Singaporeans have been craving for all this while, and the youth in particular, are three things. Number one, the avenue to exchange opinions and ideas. Number two, to find like-minded individuals and to find a community where they are comfortable discussing what they believe in. And number three, to be acknowledged and to be heard. Some might say that this is reminiscent of the Kampong spirit, which probably happened way before uh, Singapore started to industrialize greatly. But I think that amidst all this information overload that young Singaporeans are facing these days, amidst the red race to reach the top, I think this is what a lot of young Singaporeans crave. Even more so, even more than ever, younger Singaporeans are craving that sense of rootedness to the country that they grew up in and that they were raised in. Which is why it was rather worrying for me when uh, I read a recent Channel News Asia article quoting an Institute of Policy Studies uh, research that stated one in two young Singaporeans feel rooted to Singapore. The reason why this statistic worried me was because it also implied that one in two young Singaporeans were not rooted to Singapore. And there has to be a reason why. I think as we grow as an economy, as we continue to develop, you know, and modernize, I think we need to learn that there has to come to a point where we need to strike a balance between the economic growth of a society as well as the social growth. We're not just talking about young Singaporeans in general, but I think that young Singaporeans, younger, the younger generation, will continue to be a key focus in subsequent elections because we will continue to form a larger share of the vote pie. But I think what a lot of young Singaporeans are looking forward to is the next step to develop Singapore into a truly world-class society. And, we are talking and when we talk about that, we are not saying that success equates solely economic growth. I think that many feel that if we were to, uh, if we were to develop uh, other areas of society, such as perhaps civil discourse, or such as um, you know, alternative political voices or more pluralist voices, what will happen is our economy will regress. But I, you know, I, I beg to differ on that point. I think that what a lot of young Singaporeans crave right now is that as we have developed fully as an economy, what we are looking ahead to is the next step. Not so much to pull back on economic growth or to, or to step, take a few steps back, but really, to look at what more can we do to ensure that we have a heart for every single area of society and to ensure that nobody gets left behind. I think that this is the kind of security that young Singaporeans are looking out for and this is something that will continue to keep them loyal, that will continue to keep them rooted to this little country that they call Singapore. Okay, I think uh, time's up. Oh, really? <laughs> right. Thank you, Ms. Yeah. Thank you.